Training camp is just around the corner, which means one thing. Madden rating season is upon us. How does EA Sports view the Seahawks heading into the 2022 season? I'm going to be breaking down all the ratings on offense, defense, special teams, and comparing them to the other 31 teams in a special edition, Locked on Seahawks. You are Locked on Seahawks. Your daily Seattle Seahawks podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Greetings 12. This is Corbin Smith, your host for Locked On Seahawks. Hope everybody is having a great weekend. Training camp coming up in just three days. The Seahawks will be reporting to the VMAC on Tuesday. We're going to continue our training camp preview on our Monday and Tuesday shows, but we've got a special edition Sunday bonus episode on tap because we're in late July. Training camp is just around the corner, and that only means one thing. The new Madden video game is coming. And so if there's really one thing that really unifies, and I guess you could say divides at times as well, players and fans, it's griping and complaining and assessing the ratings that come out from EA Sports every single year. And this past week, they gradually do this day by day. It's become an annual tradition for NFL fans, but EA Sports kicked out their ratings for every single team, every single player. And of course, there was a widespread uproar, and you can see it with every single team. For the Seahawks, just two examples. Quandre Diggs, I'll talk about his beef later in the show, was upset about his catching rating. Geno Smith was upset just to be a 60 overall on this year's game. And I'm sure there have been other Seahawks that have made some statements since the ratings came out. This happens with every single team. It creates a major discussion point for fans, for coaches even, players, you name it. Everybody gets riled up this time of year when the Madden video game comes out and the ratings drop. So without further ado, going to get to the team ratings here in the first quarter. I'll have plenty of time to dive into players, which ones got snubbed with their rating, and looking at the highest rated players for the Seahawks heading into the 2022 season. Now looking from a team standpoint, obviously expectations are pretty low for the Seahawks this year. No Russell Wilson, no Bobby Wagner, both of them being uh, traded or released back in March. And so this football team is coming into the 2023 Madden video game with a 76 overall rating. And that actually ranks 30th in the NFL. Even the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Atlanta Falcons are slightly better at a 77 overall. So clearly EA Sports not viewing the Seahawks with much regard here and breaking it down by phase of the game, offense, defense, special teams, the Seahawks, this is really what takes the rating down. They're tied for 29th on offense with a 70 overall on defense, a 75, which still is only 27th, tied for 27th among the 32 teams. And even on special teams, this one kind of surprised me. The Seahawks coming in near the bottom of the league on that one as well with a 72 overall tied for 25th. So again, you put all those coupled together. I don't know where they get a 76 when none of their ratings individually for offense, defense, special teams were better than a 75, but maybe they can consider coaching into that. I'm not sure how that works necessarily, but clearly 
EA Sports views the Seahawks going into this season as one of the weaker teams in the NFL. The ratings reflect that. And there certainly are some positions where they've had a huge drop-off, notably at quarterback. And so that leads me to the best positions. Let's start on the positive side of things. The Seahawks do have a couple spots on the defensive side of the football where they stack up favorably with the rest of the league as far as positions where they scored the highest rating. you got to start at the receiver and the safety position. They're two highest receiver. That should not surprise anybody. You've got DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, arguably the best one-two punch in terms of receivers in the NFL. They are the only duo in the same team in the last three years to have over 3,100 receiving yards, over 200 receptions, and over 25 receiving touchdowns apiece. No other team has had two players do that. So the Seahawks do belong near the top at the receiver position. At safety, Quandre Diggs and Jamal Adams. I'll get to this. I don't necessarily agree with this overall rating uh, because of a certain rating that gave one of the players, but they're still among the best in the NFL for their safety duo at an 87 overall between Jamal Adams and Quandre Diggs. And coming in at third, running back, and this number could be a little bit higher, could be a little bit lower because Chris Carson is actually listed atop the depth chart on Madden with an 83 overall may not even be able to play this year. So I averaged out this rating with Rashad Pennies, who is expected to be the starter for the Seahawks this year. 81 and a half. Again, that's a caveat with an average of ratings there, but running back is a position of strength. And that kind of goes back to some discussions that we've had on earlier episodes, because there have been a number of outlets that have put the Seahawks in the bottom third of the league for running back talent. I don't know where they're coming up with that argument. When you've got Chris Carson potentially playing again, we don't know, even without it. Rashad Penny was the best running back in the NFL the last six games last year. If you can keep him healthy, he's as dynamic of a home run threat as there is in the NFL. And Kenneth Walker was the dope Walker Award winner last year at Michigan State with over 1,600 rushing yards and 18 touchdowns. DJ Dallas and Travis Homer are capable NFL backs, maybe not feature back type players, but they can play in the NFL and they can do some really cool things on third down and they're good special teams players. So this is a really good depth chart at that position. So running back, not surprisingly, one of the three highest rated positions for the Seahawks. Now, on the flip side, when you're the third worst rated team in the game, probably have a few position groups that don't stack up favorably and it doesn't take a rocket scientist to see where they rank dead last and it's at the quarterback position 62.5 and just like I did with the running back position this is averaging out Drew Locke and Geno Smith who are the two that are expected to compete for the starting job replacing Russell Wilson and Drew Locke's actually got the higher rating 65 Geno Smith at 60 so this is clearly the worst position group for the Seahawks on Madden. And coming in a close second at 69.5 on average is the tackle positions. This one I'm not as surprised about because rookies generally don't have high ratings when they come in the league. They've never played a game before. Charles Cross is a 73. Abraham Lucas is a 66 are both atop the depth chart on the Madden 23 video game. So they do not stack up favorably with the rest of the league in the tackle position for now. If those youngsters really pick up quickly and, acclimate to this new offense maybe their ratings go up pretty fast on the game and this won't be viewed as a position of weakness anymore and edge rush i have a major asterisk on this one because it could be daryl taylor it could be nuosu boy mafe a 68 overall coming into his first madden game and so that drags this rating down quite a bit but it's still the third lowest on average starting 
position for the Seahawks. And they were near the bottom of the league in sacks and pressure rate last year. So that shouldn't necessarily surprise anyone. So you look in conclusion, just looking at the team, it shouldn't surprise anybody because expectations are really low for this Seahawks franchise coming into the 2023 season. They've hit the reset button. The best quarterback in franchise history is now in Denver. Bobby Wagner, Hall of Fame linebacker, is gone. And they've shook up a number of other positions. They shook up their coaching staff. Generally, the expectations are they are going to finish last place in the NFC West. Pete Carroll hopes to get the last laugh in that regard. The players hope to get the last laugh. But it's not surprising that they're near the bottom of the league in terms of rating, especially when you've got the quarterback situation that they've got. At least what the narrative is right now that Geno Smith and Drew Locke is probably the worst quarterback pairing going for a starting job in the league. So, again, not surprising that they are near the bottom at 76 overall. They do clearly have some positions of strength. If you're a Madden player that likes to sling the football around the field, as long as you can find a way to make it work at quarterback, you've got great receivers. You could also run the ball with a number of backs in the backfield, quite stable for the Seahawks. So there are some positions of strength on defense. You've got hardening safeties. You can fly all over the field. So this is not a case of, and I always throw this out there, This is not the 2007 or 2008 Detroit Lions on Madden where you really couldn't do anything because there were no talented players aside from Calvin Johnson. uh, There really were no talented players on that roster. You don't have that issue with the Seahawks team. There's still some really good players. If you're an avid Madden player, you should have some people you can go to. And I'm going to be diving into that here in a moment. I've looked at the team ratings. We're going to get to the offensive, defensive, and special teams depth chart and check out some of the highest rated players for the Seahawks on the Madden 23 video game up next. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including the second half of this Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting and wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, whether it's MMA, boxing, or golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online, where the game starts. You're listening to the Locked On Seahawks podcast, special edition Madden 23 episode. I'm your host, Corbin Smith, riding solo for this bonus show. I have been an avid Madden player for a long time. I'll admit I haven't played it as much the last couple of years. I haven't felt like the game has been quite as good in recent seasons. Now, some of the previews that I've seen out there for Madden 23, it looks like they maybe fixed some things that people have been begging them to fix for a number of years. So I'm interested to test this game out once it's available in August and and see how it plays and if it compares favorably with some of the games from the 2000s when Madden was at its peak. Hopefully they made some big changes that fans have been clamoring for for quite some time. Just broke down team ratings for the Seahawks. They're ranked 30th on Madden 23 with a 76 overall. Not surprising with the narrative out there that this football team is really going to struggle this year, be one of the worst in the NFL. They're rated accordingly after getting rid of Russell Wilson and Bobby Wagner. Let's get to the player ratings. What ends up composing that 76 overall rating for the Seahawks? going to start off on the offensive side of the football with the depth chart. Drew Locke right now atop the depth chart. Madden expects him to be the starting quarterback, at least from a rating standpoint, at a 65 overall. That ranks 47th among the quarterbacks on the game. So again, this is the reason that that offensive score is getting weighed down. The quarterback situation in the backfield, if Chris Carson's healthy, 
83 overall. He's the 20th ranked running back on Madden. Rashad Penny's a 78, not much further down the totem pole as far as running back talent, a capable running back on Madden. So both those guys are in the top 50 running back. If Carson's available, really solid number 20 there. Could have been better without some of the injuries that he's had. On the outside, the receiver positions, DK Metcalf at 89, Tyler Lockett a 90, both of them being in the top 15 receivers in the game on Madden. There's only one other team, the Buccaneers, that has two receivers in the top 15. So the Seahawks again showing off their elite talent at the receiver position. And at tight end, no fan, a respectable 82. He's the 13th highest rated tight end in Madden 23. The other thing that really weighs down this offense, quarterback's a big problem, but you look at the scores, the ratings across the board for the Seahawks offensive line and where their linemen stack up, starting from right to left. Abraham Lucas, the rookie, 66 overall, 41st among right tackles. He'll have a chance to improve upon that if he wins the starting job. That rating could go up very quickly. Gabe Jackson, the right guard, He's the only offensive lineman for the Seahawks that's in the top 10 in his respective positions. At a 78 overall, he's eighth among right guards in the NFL. That's respectable. At that position, you'd like to have a guy that's in the top five maybe, but that is an upgrade over what they've had in the past with Jackson coming in at eighth. Austin Blythe replacing Ethan Posick, a 72 overall, 21st among centers. Ethan Posick, though, has been usually in the mid-20s, so maybe a slight upgrade in the video game world as well as reality. And then on the left side, Damian Lewis coming in at 20th at left guard, 72 overall. Disappointing sophomore season. They're hoping he can rebound, find his rookie form. And Charles Cross, the left tackle, number nine overall pick, He's a 73, which comes in 27th among left tackles. So not a lot of love for the incoming first-round pick. But I think you look at that depth chart on offense, there's really nothing that's surprising. This is an offensive line that has been maligned for a number of years, and they just have two rookies that are expected to start on day one at the tackle positions. That's going to be really difficult. They're going to go through some growing pains, to say the least, starting its NFL pass rushers, particularly in the NFC West and even in the interior. Austin Blythe played four games for the Kansas City Chiefs last year and only a handful of snaps, had some injuries. It's been a couple years since he was a starter. Who knows how much of an upgrade, if any, he's going to be over Ethan Posick coming in. Gabe Jackson was good, not great last year. And Damian Lewis, again, had a disappointing season. And then the quarterback situation as well. Those are the two things that are weighing their score down, even though they've got pretty darn good tight ends. They've got a great running back group, and they've got excellent wide receivers on the outside, regardless of who's going to play quarterback. Now, on defense, I think there's a lot more positives to comb through. This is a unit that has one of the best safety groups in the NFL with Jamal Adams, the fourth-ranked strong safety, 90 overall. Even though he hasn't been as good as some fans maybe envisioned him being, still been a very solid player for the Seahawks, and Madden rates him accordingly. Quandre Diggs in 84, ranks ninth among free safeties. We'll get to more on that here in a little bit. At the linebacker position, Jordan Brooks, 82 overall. That's the 12th best middle linebacker. Cody Barton, his first chance to start. That weighs down the rating. Somebody's just been a special teams player, 71 overall, 51st among middle linebackers on Madden 23. As for your edge rushers, the outside linebackers, they have Daryl Taylor listed as a right outside linebacker, 73 overall. That's 32nd at the position group. And Achenna Nuosu on the left side, a 75 overall. He is 19th, so a little bit higher on his linebacker position, but neither one of these guys in the top 15 at their respective spots. 
On the outside at corner, Sidney Jones, a respectable 77, and that ranks 64th. So there's a lot of cornerback talent in the Madden 23 video game for him to be a respectable 77, be that far down. The other starter, according to the game, is Artie Burns, 72 overall, 100 plus. He's not in the top 100, so I'm not sure where he falls specifically. The list went to 100, but he is outside the top 100 corners. He is projected as one of their starters at that position. And up front, a solid group ratings-wise. No stars by any means, but Al Woods in the middle, 78 overall. That's 21st among defensive tackles. And Shelby Harris and Puna Ford are actually listed, listed now as defensive ends because of this 3-4 scheme. Ford, 24th. Shelby Harris, 19th for their respective groups. Harris is 77 and Ford is 76. So again, there's going to be some changes here depending how this 3-4 defense ends up playing out. Some of these guys that are being rated for different positions than what they play. There's going to be some adjustments early in the season, depending how they play. Cody Barton being somebody that's just getting his first chance really to be a full-time starter, his rating could go up. But you have a lot of proven commodities on this side of the ball. And then you have some budding stars like Jordan Brooks that he's got a respectable rating. That could be a player that ends up climbing into the upper 80s, even low 90s, if he has a really big third season. So you've got a lot of talent on that side of the football. Now for the specialists, Tyler Ott, this is the caveat. All the long snappers are in the 30s because they're put at the tight end position. But as far as as long snappers go, he's been one of the most consistent in the NFL. Michael Dixon, only an 82 overall, but that's fifth best. There's not a punter better than 84. I'm not sure why Madden doesn't think that there's an elite punter out there. Michael Dixon certainly is one. Jason Myers coming in middle of the pack, 22nd overall among kickers after a pretty disappointing season, 73 overall. Now, the kick return situation, if you are looking at Tyler Lockett and his career background, obviously he is going to get respect for what he did as a kick returner. The Seahawks have not used him in that capacity for a number of years, though. But he is a 96 kick returner on Madden. You can certainly put him in there if you want. He's not going to do that anymore in real life. Marquise Goodwin is their 58th ranked returner. Maybe he gets a chance to return some punts this year for the Seahawks. That may be his way to get on the roster. But overall, you can see why the special teams is weighed down a little bit when you consider that Dixon's only an 82. I don't really get that one. Jason Myers, 73 based on last year, maybe he's okay. And the kick return game is skewed by the fact that maybe their best kick returner is not used in that capacity anymore. So looking at the full roster, these are your top five highest rated Seahawks. And I agree with most of these. I'll get to a couple players I think should maybe be on this list later. But Tyler Lockett is the highest ranked. He and Jamal Adams both being 90s overall. DK Metcalf just a point away at an 89. And then there's a pretty big drop off. To Quandre Diggs at 84. And Chris Carson, even with his next situation, he's still an 83, the highest ranked running back on the Seahawks roster. So we've gotten to look at some of the established veterans, the guys that are returning players. Every single player that was on that list, the highest five graded, they were all with the Seahawks last season. And what I always find interesting is how Madden ends up rating players that are newcomers, your rookies players acquired via trade, free agent signing. Sometimes those guys are changing schemes. Maybe they're playing for a coach that's a better fit for them. Madden a lot of time doesn't really adapt for that, but occasionally you'll see a player that does. As far as newcomers go, I think rookie writing is the ones that are most important when you're looking at each Madden video game. How do they end up stacking up compared to the rest of the league? The Seahawks do have one player in their incoming rookie class that is first overall at his position group, and that's Ken Walker the third, a 77 overall. 
93 speed, also ranks first in the class, ran a 4.38 going into the pre-draft process. So this guy does have elite speed. He's only one point behind Rashad Penny overall. So this uh, Madden EA Sports people clearly view Kenneth Walker III as one of the elite running backs coming in this class, a chance in the game to potentially emerge as their feature back. Other notable rookie grades, Charles Cross, I mentioned 73 overall. Boy, Mafe, a 68. I'm surprised by that one being a second-round pick. And Abraham Lucas, 66 overall. Kobe Bryant, their fourth-round pick, actually has a higher rating at 68 overall. He's only a few points behind Trey Brown and Artie Burns on the depth chart, so maybe he potentially ends up being a starter. As far as the newcomers, Noah Fant, an 82 overall is the highest-rated newcomer coming over in the Russell Wilson trade. As far as others, Shelby Harris, a 77, and a Chenonuosu, even though he had five sacks and 40 pressures last year, only a 75 overall. So again, Madden just not necessarily loving this Seahawks roster. Even the rookies they brought in, with the exception being Ken Walker the third, Charles Cross being a top 10 pick, I thought maybe would have a little higher rating from the outset. But again, these guys have not played an NFL game. Your newcomers, no offense, been good, but not necessarily great. Maybe not all his fault in Denver. Being an 82 seems just about right for him. And then the other players, Shelby Harris, I think is a little better than a 77. He's been productive, but again, underrated player, kind of under the radar in Denver the last several years. And Nuosu, he's had one really solid season. He's only 25, still a player that's an ascending talent. He's got a chance to end up being a really good one in Seattle's 3-4 defense. That is a lot like the one he excelled in with the Chargers last year. I'm going to take this one step further coming up next. We've looked at the depth chart. We looked at team overalls and going to be putting it from an actual football perspective, looking at some of the biggest snubs. Who are the players that didn't get a high enough rating? And, of course, this is going to create plenty of conversation, plenty of fans out there have already been talking about which players got ripped off by EA Sports this year. So going to be talking about some of those snubs and also taking a close look at the best in show the players on offense and defense that had the best individual attributes compared to the rest of the league. So going to cap things off with a little bit of negativity, which players deserved a little bit better and which ones EA sports got right in terms of selecting them as some of the best of the best in certain attributes on the video game. If you're living paycheck to paycheck or struggling to make ends meet, it can be really stressful when unexpected expenses come up. Now Dave can help you get out of a pinch when you really need it. Dave is the banking app that can help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. That's more money to fill your tank, buy a wedding gift, or catch up on bills. You can finally tackle these expenses that have been stressing you out without having any hangups. There's no interest. There's no credit check needed. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get the financial relief they need with extra cash. Download the Dave app today from the App Store. That's D-A-V-E. Sign up for an extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve. Member FDIC. You're listening to the Locked On Seahawks podcast, special Sunday edition. Madden 23 going to be out soon. Ratings dropped this week so far. I've had a chance to dive into team ratings as well as the depth chart, looking at starters on offense, defense, special teams, what ratings that EA Sports ended up dishing out for those players. Now going to shift gears here. This is my favorite part of this episode. We do it every single year because it creates the most discussion. It creates the most arguments. We're going to be constructive with those arguments, but which players did not necessarily get 
the right ratings, which players got slighted. And I think there's a couple that are very obvious. When you're looking at the biggest rating snubs, I got to start with a player that our listeners know. I have passionately been speaking about this for the last couple of weeks, seeing Quandre Diggs not in the top five or top 10 safeties and a number of rankings out there. I just don't get it. And for Madden, they didn't even have the right face for him last year in the video game. He pointed that out on Twitter. This is a guy that was a pro bowler. How do you not have his face? And the other thing is he's got a 72 catching rating. He pointed that out on social media as well. This is the only defensive back in the NFL over the last five years that has at least three interceptions in each of those seasons. Now, 72 catching for a defensive back on Madden is actually pretty solid, but there are a number of guys that have less interceptions than what he does the last several years that have much better catching ratings. I just don't get it. He certainly doesn't get it. If that bumped up to 80, 85 range like it should, that would certainly help his rating some. But I think he should be in the upper 80s, maybe even low 90s. If Jamal Adams is a 90 based on how he's played the last two years, I think Quandre Dix is probably a 90, 91. He should be a top five free safety, and yet he's only ninth on their list among free safeties in the NFL. That seems quite a bit too low for a guy that's been such a ball hawk and has really been a staple of Seattle's defense the last three seasons. Now, staying on defense at number 82 here, and that is Jordan Brooks. And I mentioned it earlier. I think that there's some respect being shown by EA Sports giving him an 82 because he had a lower rating than this as a rookie. He certainly got some bump up on attributes after having 184 tackles last year. But I don't think that there are 11 middle linebackers in the NFL that are better than Jordan Brooks. And I think the other thing, when I looked at the individual ratings, he was in the low 60s for man coverage and only a 66 for zone coverage. Watching the film late last year, that's where this kid grew the most. He really made improvements, and a lot of the completions he gave up were just great throws. And I expect this year he's going to be a step ahead in a lot of those plays, and we might see some more pass breakups and interceptions. So I do think that this rating is going to go up. This kid is going to be a top 10 middle linebacker in the NFL, maybe top five this year. I just think 82 for a guy that had 184 tackles last year. Yeah, they respected him with his tackling rating. But, but this is a player that I think probably should have at least been an 85, 86. So he's one that I think certainly got slighted on the list. Now, going to the offensive side of the football in the backfield, Rashad Penny's had a lot of injuries. And if we were having this conversation last year, in fact, I remember talking Madden, Madden ratings last year, and I actually was wondering why he was a 78. I didn't think that he deserved a rating that high with the injuries that he's had. But he led the NFL in rushing the last six games last year. He had seven runs during that span of 25 or more yards. He had eight for the season. That tied for the NFL league lead. And yet he only has 90 speed. That is mind-boggling to me. You would think he would have at least 93, 94 speed with his home run ability, or at least his acceleration should be like a 96 or 97 because he gets up to speed quick. And then he runs away from corners and safeties. He did a bunch last year. I just don't think his rating should be in the 70s at this point, what we saw. You can have the durability way down. He doesn't have to be a star by any means, but with what he did at the end of the year, I think 78 is really sliding it. Given the same rating that he's had in the past, I would have at least given him the 83 that Chris Carson's got on the game. And I understand Carson's been a great back, but he ran for under 300 yards last year. He missed most of the season. Rashad Penny should be atop the depth chart at the running back position. Coming into 73 overall, 
Daryl Taylor, to me, did enough last year to deserve a better rating than a 73 overall. And you look at some of his attributes, 83 speed, I guess I can live with that. For a pass rusher, I guess that's fine. But I would probably have him a few points higher than that. 75 agility. This guy has some of the best agility you're going to see. And this is why 3-4 defense is a great fit for him. He moves well in coverage. 75 in that category, way too low. Probably should be 84, 85. That would boost his rating a lot. And 77 for finesse move. I'd like to see him at least in the low 80s. He should probably be a 76, 77, maybe a 78 rating-wise with six and a half sacks last year. But he's got some steps to take, obviously, in the eyes of EA Sports to be viewed as a quality pass rusher in the NFL. And last but not least, there's a huge gap here, 73 down to a 60. And I'm just going to say this right now. Geno Smith, of all the players that have complained about ratings so far, probably has the biggest beef for the Seahawks because he was a 60 on the game last year. And he started only three games. He went one and two in those starts. I'm not going to sit here and argue he should be a 75 or an 80. That, that would be way too high for a guy that has only started a handful of games in the last five years. But he completed almost 70% of his passes in the four games he played in last year, only had one interception, and yet the highest accuracy score that he got from EA Sports was an 82. His mid-level passing and deep passing were 72 or lower in the accuracy category. That's inexcusable when you're a quarterback that completed 68.5% of your passes and it was multiple starts. It's not like he played just 10 snaps. So I don't really understand that. When you put his numbers next to Drew Locke, Geno Smith was the better quarterback in limited action last year. He was the more accurate quarterback, the less turnover prone quarterback. So I think he should be high 60s, maybe even low 70s and be listed as the starting quarterback on Matt. That doesn't mean he's going to win the job. But based on what we saw last year, I just think a 60 is incredibly low, especially when you look at some of those accuracy ratings. So he's got a beef. I absolutely understand why he was frustrated seeing that rating and maybe use that as motivation to go out and seal that starting quarterback job for the 2022 season. Now, I want to end with some positivity here because those of you that are Madden gamers, those of you that aren't, but you love watching the game on TV during the season and there's certain players that just pop off the screen to you. Kind of works that way in Madden when you look at the attributes like speed, acceleration, tackling ability, coverage, catching. There are a number of elite players that get those top grades that are in the 90 to 99 range. And the Seahawks have a number of players that are in that best in show category. And so I want to give EA a little credit for getting some of these right because Seahawks have some elite players that do fit in these attributes. You look on the offensive side of the football, Tyler Lockett is as sure-handed as any receiver in the NFL, and EA Sports has awarded him that. 95 catching, that's tied for fifth best. And if you've seen the receiving talent in the NFL, there might be some of you listening, there's not five guys with better hands. You could maybe make the argument because there's so much receiving talent in the NFL right now. Just looking in the NFC West, you've got Cooper Cup, Allen Robinson, DeAndre Hopkins, Hollywood Brown. you got Debo Samuel. I mean, that's just the division. And then you look at the rest of the NFL, just so much talent at the receiver position. So 95 finishing fifth, that's a very respectable attribute there that's awarding Tyler Lockett for his really soft hands. And then at the tight end position, Noah Fant also scoring really well in catching. Even though he hasn't had great quarterback play, he's been reliable catching the football. He's tied for third with a 94 catching. 
So I'm just thinking about this from a Madden player's perspective. If I've got a tight end with hands like that and he's got pretty good athletic attributes as well, those type of players can be a real pain to stop on Madden. So if you're playing as the Seahawks online, playing in tournaments, that might be a guy that you force feed a little bit, get Noah Fant's speed in his catch, and you know he's going to be reliable. And maybe Geno Smith or Drew Locke in real life, being quarterbacks that are more likely to use the middle of the field than Russell Wilson was, Noah Fant might be the biggest beneficiary of that. And with his reliable hands, could have career highs in catches, receptions, receiving touchdowns coming up in Shane Waldron's offense this year. And one of the newcomers, a late newcomer in May, Marquise Goodwin, former track star, it's good to see that they're still giving him a nod as one of the fastest receivers out there. Being at minicamp, this guy can still fly. Maybe he doesn't run a 4-2-7 anymore like he did coming out of Texas, but I bet he's not much slower than that. He is still an elite speedster, so giving him a 96 speed rating, actually faster than DK Metcalf. Maybe those two need to be competing on the field and run a 40 against each other at training camp to try to settle this, but Metcalf got a 95 in the speed rating category just a tab below Goodwin who is the fastest offensive player on the Seahawks roster as he probably should be with his track background and you know just an elite speedster with a 427 speed when he came into the league now on the defensive side of the football speaking of speed I want to start off with that first off here Tariq Woolen the rookie coming out of UTSA this kid deserved to have a very high speed rating and he comes in at second with a 97 rating in that attribute. He ran a 4.26 at six foot four and north of 200 pounds, also at a 42 inch vertical at the combine. So it's good to see EA Sports realizing the type of freak athlete that Tariq Woolen is. Now, a lot of his other ratings, the football related attributes are pretty low because this kid is coming in unpolished. He's raw. The Seahawks are very excited about him, though. Maybe he can play some this year down the line. But on Madden, you can get away with just having a guy with that kind of speed on the outside and the recovery, the ability to play the football. So a lot of our Madden listeners, they might want to consider subbing him into the lineup early and letting him develop with that kind of speed and using him on special teams. There's a lot of different things you can do when you have 97 speed. And Jordan Brooks, I mentioned earlier with his 184 tackles, I don't necessarily agree with his overall rating, but he put some respect on his name in the tackle rating. 95 overall, that comes in third among all defenders in the NFL. 95 tackling, absolutely deserved to have that kind of a tackle score with the numbers that he put up last season. And I mentioned it on a couple of other shows. I don't need to see Jordan Brooks go out and make 184 tackles again because part of the reason they had that many tackles, they were on the field so much. But I still expect to see him among legal leaders in that category. He's just got a nose for the football. Great sideline to sideline pursuit. Outstanding at diagnosing plays. He's improving at reading screens and stuff in the passing game. So he's going to be like Bobby Wagner in a sense, year in, year out. He's going to be among the league leaders and tackles, regardless of how much the Seahawks are on the field defensively. So again, I think he's got top five middle linebacker potential right now. He's 12th. Big reason for that that 95 tackle rating. So if you're looking to blast some people, this is a good player to have highlighted with your controller and go after the opponent with. And if you're one to throw hit sticks, that leads to the last one here, Jamal Adams. For all the criticism that there's been, and some of it's valid, there have been some issues in coverage. And some of it's been on the coaching staff trying to maximize his unique talent. But one thing we do know, when Jamal Adams is healthy, he can lay the wood. One of the hardest hitters in the NFL Number one among safeties with a 95 hit power rating. 
So if you're somebody out there wanting to throw hit sticks, and Adams can do this on the field as well, the Seahawks have to figure out how to take advantage of his physicality and his hard-hitting ability. Let him be aggressive. That's going to fall on Clint Hurd, Sean Desai, and that coaching staff to try to put him in the best places where he can take advantage of those traits, including rushing the passer. Because if you're a quarterback, you don't want the 33 missile bearing down on you off the edge or blitzing through the A-gap, wherever they send him for. You don't want that guy running full speed at you in the pocket because he does not miss sacks. Hence, two years ago, nine and a half sacks, record setter for defensive backs. So he can get out of the quarterback, but the hard-hitting ability – that's his number one attribute on Madden. So if you're flying around with him out there like a heat-seeking missile, he is going to blow up ball carriers virtually. And the Seahawks are hoping he's going to do it again on the field and stay healthy this time around. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Corbin Smith NFL. Check out Locked On Seahawks on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and streaming five days a week on YouTube. Coming up on our Monday episode, we're getting really close to training camp. We're going to wrap up our preview. We've got tight ends and edge rushers. Rob Rang and I are going to be diving in with the essential question, spotlighting some players, and making bold predictions. You won't want to miss it. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Go Hawks!